0: Hello, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haints, bonus edition. I am Becky. And I'm Diana. We just heard from Courtney Minnick. Here lies a story earlier this week. If you have not listened to that episode, please go check it out. It was phenomenal. I learned so much about all the bodies buried under San Francisco.
1: Oh my gosh. Everywhere. There's no cemeteries in San Francisco, but there's a crap ton of coffins under the ground.
0: (laughs) Or just bones, because the coffins have rotted away. (laughs) That's why they did
1: the lead-lined Fisk coffin.
0: I looked that up. Tell me about the Fisk coffin, because I learned that it was so creepy,
1: even the Victorians didn't like it. It's a coffin that's lined with lead in order to keep the coffin from rotting, kind of like a Dybbuk box. And then it's got a lead glass window in it so you can watch your loved one become a mummy, except for the fact that you're supposed to bury it under the dirt. So how do you watch them become a mummy? What do you do? Dig it up every few years and be like, happy birthday, grandma. It's good to see you look the same. Bye. And then just push the dirt back on. I don't know.
0: You create a viewing window, right? Up to the top? It's kind of like the dead ringer, the bell that you have all the way down. the dead
1: ringer bell. (laughs) Oh, that's a fun one, too. We should tell a story about that someday. We should. Tell us more about this Fisk coffin, because I am fascinated. Well, they didn't exist for long. It's basically a sarcophagus made of metal. That's sexy. They're not coffins. They're Fisk metallic burial cases, which makes them very different from a coffin. They are closer to a sarcophagus because they are intended both to preserve and be preserved. They were originally patented in the 1840s, November 14th, 1848. Somebody named Almond Dunbar Fisk, which is my favorite name of the week, patented. (sighs) (laughs) Almond like. Almond like the nut. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> he patented this amazing 19th century wonder, thinking that it would be popular among wealthy families who didn't want their loved ones to rot like commoners.
0: Oh, <laughs> so it was actually supposed to
1: preserve them like a mummy. Kind of. The case was custom formed to the body. So it was a bespoke case, coffin. Wait, custom formed like it wrapped around the body? Like. Sort of, no, but it was <laughs> custom formed to resemble the form, height, shape, size of the deceased.
0: Oh, so, so it, it is. was like a sarcophagus, like an Egyptian mummy that was made to look like
1: the person. Yeah, it's shaped like people. <laughs> exactly. It looks like a people. With a little hole where the face is to view the actual dead people that are inside of it, and the body part of the sarcophagus is intended to look like the person that is being buried in the case. Oh, getting so many shivers.
0: Do you keep this in your china cabinet? Like, oh my gosh,
1: right? Oh, it's so big. <laughs> You're supposed but yeah, to be I would. <laughs> You're supposed to be watching. It's got a glass window plate for viewing the face of the deceased without risking picking up whatever they died of. Any pathogens or odor. I don't think out of that's it.
0: why they're in metal. I thought that was to preserve them.
1: Yep, they are airtight. The Fisk case was airtight. Okay, so If you opened it, bacteria and
0: other things could get inside and start deteriorating the body. So was the window right. there to prevent you from catching what they had? Or was it to prevent them from catching what you had?
1: I don't think they were worried about the corpses catching anything, but I see what you mean about catching germs that would cause decay. The oxygen was not pumped out of these before they were filled with corpses. So it was airtight. So it didn't decay as quickly. And that way, loved ones could be shipped back home in a way that they could never have been before, because I believe this is long before embalming. Yes, question mark. That's what we need to do next. History of embalming. Anyway, can you guess how much a Fisk coffin cost in the eighteen forties? One million dollars. Close. Really? One hundred dollars. Oh, that's really close. So was it a hundred pounds? hundred dollars oh it was dollars yeah they were patented in Providence Rhode Island like America mm-hmm. so one hundred dollars in 1848 is now three thousand eight hundred and twenty dollars so basically the price of a normal coffin I <laughs> <laughs> guess how much you could buy a regular coffin for in 1848 just make it yourself cut down a tree two dollars two dollars two dollars. That's not bad. No. $2 in 1848 money was 76 bucks today. Today, you cannot buy a cheap coffin for $76. Trust me, that's never going to happen.
0: So my grandpa just died and they had a green burial for him. Oh, like a mushroom? Well, no, they made him a little coffin out of cedar. Oh, cool. And they just put him in
1: the ground and they just covered it with pine straw. Nice. And how much was that coffin? Nothing because it was made by your family, right? Friends. (laughs) So probably a regular coffin at the time Not much markup. Fisk coffin, really, really pricey for $100. Obviously, they're made for affluent people. This is specifically to set the affluent apart in death, much like a sarcophagus was, to deter grave robbers. I guess it's harder to rob somebody when you're looking at their face.
0: The damn things in your china cabinet. It's not
1: like it's buried in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> it is supposed to be buried. What the fuck? That's you- the design. It's it's designed to be buried. Rich why, people, right?
0: Why do you have a window in it then? Don't know.
1: I mean, this is like the kind of thing that you put on display.
0: Yeah, yeah, who, you do. Who is that weird king who made a giant diorama thing with the corpses of his enemies?
1: I don't know, but if I go back in time, that's who I want to have dinner with. <laughs>
0: No, this is a real thing. It was Naples. Don Ferrante, he invited a bunch of his enemies to dinner with him. And then he killed them all. He fed some of them to the crocodiles that were in the moat around his castle. And then the others he mummified (laughs) and put them up on display in the local dungeon.
1: There's no greater respect than being turned into mummy art. That's what everybody wants.
0: That's immediately where my brain went when you talked about a coffin that you could look at. I went to Ferrante. Fair. Fair. <laughs> sorry, continue. We were talking about Victorian era, but American coffins, not Napoleon tyrant rulers. That's okay. They all have to do with each other. We so <laughs> continue. Sorry. Tell me more about this lead lined <laughs> box of doom with the windows. <laughs>
1: So I'm noting different sources saying that you could eventually, once they were starting to be mass produced a little bit more and no longer very bespoke and modeled after the deceased themselves, they marked them down. The generic ones were only about seven bucks. I think that anybody could have eventually afforded this should they give enough stock to preserving their corpse. And in the patent, Fisk suggests filling the sarcophagus with some kind of gas or fluid, which prevents decay because it is airtight and that means that if you filled it with some kind of fluid like formaldehyde it should be kind of disgusting and the viewing window was so that you could pack up the deceased where they were and ship them somewhere and then you would still be able to see as though it was an open coffin but at the time 1848 People were having these problems where these massive cities like San Francisco were getting so overpopulated that the cemetery ground was rising up and they were blaming outbreaks of cholera and yellow fever on these cemeteries that were getting too close to the surface and too high above the water table. And so the oh. fist coffin, the reason they tried to make it affordable for everybody was probably just because they wanted to prevent these outbreaks of disease by creating lead-lined coffins that wouldn't decay so that the disease wouldn't be able to get into the water table. Kind of smart.
0: Except, so were they lead-lined or were they lead on the outside too?
1: Apparently it was also known as an iron coffin. So perhaps it was iron lined with lead. Okay,
0: so... so- Metals are getting into the soil, and and these heavy metals and leads and things are going into the soil, which is bringing through water into your crops. But you know what? You can't x-ray them, because they're
1: lead-lined! You can't x-ray them. That's an interesting conundrum, isn't it? What are future archaeologists going to do? They're just going to have to open them. They'll have to open them up. Mm. So, an interesting side effect of the fisk lead-lined coffin, or metallic coffin, is that it is... (laughs) There's only one? (laughs) Sorry, keep going. I'm still wrapping my head around this weird thing. (laughs) This is the most interesting side effect of being buried in this type of coffin, and that is that when the body begins to decay, which it eventually does, even in an airtight metal coffin sarcophagus situation... Gases. Gases build up in the body. So it could explode! Yes. Yes! Oh my god! Yes, it could explode! <laughs> corpse coffin <coughing> at all! <laughs> oh no, 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 no! no. They fucking think of this? There was a sensational story run oh. in the Chicago press in 1858 claiming that one corpse did in fact explode. <laughs> the entire coffin. Boom. Is that where spontaneous combustion came from? Maybe. Some of them had a metal molded faceplate that could actually be opened and closed over the glass window so that you could cover the face once it became a little too gross. Oh, my God. All I can think of is an Iron Maiden. You keep telling me about this. I just think of an Iron Maiden with a little window that would open and close. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is, just without the torture parts, because the person's already dead. It doesn't matter if there are spikes or not, though the spikes would hold the body in place, I suppose. And would um, maybe prevent explosion. I don't know. So would you like to see a fisk mummy on display? I saw the one you linked to already on our site. I know. If you'd like to see a photograph of the actual two-year-old who was found under the porch in San Francisco that we talked about on this week's episode, you can link to homespunhaints.com.
0: famous dash ghost dash San-Francisco. Or you can just go to homespunhates.com and do a search for San Francisco, and you will probably find it. Or bodies under
1: San Francisco, or this coffin, any of those things. Any of those things will probably pop up. You'll find the link. There's an actual photo of her body as it was preserved. Now, a lot of the stories that ran in the news around this time in San Francisco had an artist's rendering of the body which a lot of readers were fooled into believing was what she actually looked like. So if you see a beautiful, angelic little girl in a coffin looking like she's just resting, that's not a real photo. Don't be fooled. But also don't go look at the real photo. It's It's super depressing. I wouldn't look at that. But if you would like... You can. be morbid <laughs> with us. You can actually go see some fisk mummies on display at various museums in the United States. What? what? Okay, tell me where. <laughs> the Canton Historical Museum in Collinsville, Connecticut is one of them. Okay. The Rural Life Museum in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, that's one I got to check out. <laughs> Sorry. I know way too much about
0: rural life. I don't need to know anymore.
1: Continue. <laughs> the Hare Funeral Home Memorial Museum in Collinsville, Illinois. A lot of Collins. Is Collinsville, anywhere near where you've been? No. I don't know where Collinsville is. And the Museum of Appalachia. Oh! in clinton tennessee has a fisk mummy on display i've been there did you see the mummy probably have and you know being the morbid little kid i was i
0: probably didn't even think of it as weird yeah (laughs) look it's a sarcophagus i've seen so many dead bodies just being in archaeology studies i've seen a lot of dead bodies not fresh ones i've seen a lot of mummies i should say it that way i've seen a lot of mummies
1: (laughs) mummies don't bother me there's a difference. There's, there's a, a difference. Definite and skeletons. difference. Between fresh and not so fresh. Yeah. It's mostly in the smell. Also, apparently, there's also another one displayed at the Pink Palace Museum in Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee oh. has the largest number of fist coffins on display, apparently by numbers, of any museum in the United States. Well, okay. First of all, I
0: just got to stop right here and say that anybody who thinks that mummies are only in Egypt don't know anything. Because mummies are everywhere. There's mummies everywhere. And we have mummies in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, we have mummies in Tennessee. Do not piss off those Tennesseans because guess what? <laughs> they might get mummified.
1: <laughs> they might mummify you. Yes. I love this. Okay, let's write a song that's called Mummies Are Everywhere. I love it. Okay. I think we need a song. We'll write it off screen and then we'll record it. And it's yeah. going to be a number one hit for sure. It will be um, on YouTube. Look out for that.
0: Mummies are everywhere. Mummies are have everywhere. hair. Mummies have toenails.
1: I don't know. We'll come up with something better than that. I love this patent, though. I have to tell you a couple of words from the patent. Tell me about the patent. Be it known that I, Almond D Fisk, of the city of New York in the state of New York, have invented a new and useful manner of constructing an airtight coffin of cast or raised metal, and I do hereby declare that the following is a full and exact description thereof. That's the patent? That's how the patent begins. Oh my god. I've also read a lot of patents. and have never read one like that. Keep going. Cast to contain the least possible quantity of metal also serves the purpose of allowing it to conform as nearly as possible to the form of the human body. Like
0: a mummy. Like
1: a metal mummy. That's the sound of the metal <laughs> against the skin. Sorry, keep going. It's just a bunch of measurements and figures and such. Yeah, that was always my job, making the figures. It has been the practice occasionally with cast metal or of composition cohen's to place yes coins to place a round plate of glass cemented airtight over the face of the deceased a metallic plate covering such glass is shown on the image the figure drawn to illustrate the patent, as Becky would have done in the day. From a coffin of this description, the air may be exhausted so as to completely or entirely prevent the decay of the contained bodies on principles of well understood, or if preferred, the coffin may be filled with any gas or fluid having the property of preventing putrefaction.
0: Like those bags that you can hook your vacuum cleaner up to suck the air out? Was there like a little nozzle there and you just
1: plug your hoover into it? (laughs) I don't think they had the capacity to vacuum the air out. I think it was more like they might have pumped ether into it before. Uh, Pushed the oxygen out. I right. See. There's no illustration in the patent about how to push the oxygen out and fill it with gas or fluid. It just says it may be if preferred. Couldn't you use a bellows for that? Ooh, that's a good idea. It sucks the air in, right? When you- Uh-huh. When Uh you open it? I think maybe perhaps they were thinking of a gas that was heavier than air. So (laughs) that it would be, you could put it inside. Okay. And just then seal it. It's a personal preference, according to the patent. So this patent was obtained in 1848 and expected to expire in 1865. However, the Fisk coffin went out of production around about 1858 or 60. Nobody really knows Fisk Only lived one year appreciating his fame. He got to see the coffin publicly unveiled in 1849, the next year after the patent went live. Who was in it? No, 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 just the coffin, not anybody in it. It was a floor model (laughs) like they have at the funeral home. So it was revealed at the New York State Agricultural Society Fair in Syracuse and the American Institute Exhibition in New York City. And demand skyrocketed. So Fisk set up a foundry on Long Island to keep up with demand, built two larger firms in Cincinnati and Providence, and unfortunately, just later that year, the foundry was destroyed by fire. Fisk had to borrow $15,000 from investors. Wait, you didn't have insurance? Guess not, it was just a young company. Either way, one of the investors was John Forbes, the 49th New York State Legislature Forbes, and Horace White, the 37th Governor of the state of New York, both of whom took financial responsibility for rebuilding this plant because it was really good for the local economy to build these lead coffins for some reason. And unfortunately, the next year, Fisk's health began to decline. He could no longer work by the fall of 1850. And so he had to sign, transfer the patents over to Forbes and White to continue his business. They restructured the company after Fisk's death. Does not say whether or not Fisk was actually buried in a Fisk sarcophagus or not, but I'm guessing probably I would want to be. I mean, it's his claim to fame. What did he die of? Was it
0: lead poisoning?
1: Asphyxiation inside one of his airtight coffins. Just fell in. Dr. Almond Dunbar Fisk died in Queens. He was buried in Riverview Cemetery in Clinton, New York. The age of 32 is when he died. Oh my gosh, he was so young. I really don't know how he died or how he was buried. Oh, well. Anyway, Becky. Yes, Diana. Would you be buried in an iron-lead-lined coffin shaped like your funeral-shrouded body with a window to view your decaying visage? Hell no. I'm
0: going to be like Grandpa and be buried as greenly and as cleanly as possible. Either that or I'm going to die in a rocket ship explosion.
1: Ooh, that's neat and all tidy. Mm -hmm.
0: Pieces of me will just be floating around the universe for all time. You
1: will become a beautiful satellite Orbiting our planet. Just an arm. Right, because if you bumped into any debris, you would break apart because you'd be frozen solid. Yes.
0: So you have like an eyeball over here and a tooth over here.
1: I like that. That's very good. A boob. One boob. boob. Just a satellite boob orbiting the Earth. One boob. That we all plan our rocket ship flight plans around. Elon, look out for the boob. (laughs) It's boob o'clock at launch time. I, I, think, I think that would lead to a spooky day.
0: Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kilimnick and Diana Doty, and produced by Homespun Haints Media LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kilimnick. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. So thirsty. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond its threshold?
1: On September 24th. 2023 we will unveil the shadows together via live stream as we open this sealed passageway slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge and we want you to be there with us virtually of course this may be dangerous we don't have liability insurance oh my eye
0: but what will we find is this passageway a sealed tomb a hideaway for treasure a portal into another dimension
1: Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long
0: as there's darkness to explore,
1: we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's, Diana's Basement.
0: <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com basement.